Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, Browns 14-7, about 11 minutes left in Cleveland in the game. And the bottom line is, Carver High, that the uh, Steelers have gotten back into this game because their defense turned it up a notch. Once they got down 14-zip, they, they've shut down the Browns. And now they've scored. They got into the end zone because of a, I think it was a pass interference, got them to the you know first and goal, and they scored. Now they have the ball again, but they have to they have to score again to tie this game. But their defense has taken over this game. As usual, and the defense has been what has driven them the last few weeks. So they've got the ball now. They're backed up in the shadow of their own end zone. Let's see if he can move it. Let's see if this guy can do what we don't think he can, come back and win a football game. I don't know if he can. Yeah, I don't think he can go 90 yards, uh, you know, to be honest There's with still you. still a lot of time left here. There's still plenty of time with 11. Oh, that was a beautiful play, though. The guy just dropped it. I mean, they, they went deep on a bomb. It went right through his hands. Honestly, sometimes I just don't understand. It's like these, um, you know, these uh, – you know, these guys making millions, I got to tell you, like, they get passes right in their hands and they drop them. I guess it's it's a lot harder to catch it than we than we think on television. But honestly, there are so many guys, like some of these pickoffs. Have you ever seen them? We talk about it all the time. A guy will throw the ball right to the defender, right in his hands from, you know, 10, 10 yards away, and a guy drops the ball. It, I, I don't, never think, the, I don't think the Steelers have too many guys out there tonight making big money. They're kind of at the bottom with all the injuries that they've got going right now. I mean, unbelievable. It is. I I give them no shot to go 90 yards, to be honest with you, with this kid at quarterback. Big Daddy's in here. Rich Salgado from Coastal Advisors, our dear friend, a long time uh, for relevant, and he's been on the bench a million times over the years. Big Daddy, it's good to see you. You too, man. It's been too long, man. So you're on uh, Fox News. Yep. And I mean, you've been you've been doing that for how long now? Uh, since about 2006. That's a great gig. Even after your guy's not there anymore. Yeah, he's not there anymore. How did still... you survive that with with him leaving? Because that was your end. Uh, that was my guy. Our and, boy uh, Bill. But uh, you know what? I guess if you do the job right and uh, you get asked back on, and I've done a lot of stuff, and I've you know there's been change and turnover, but right. uh, you know I'm still there. So what's the deal with uh, the gig? Like, what do you do? You go on there every week? No, I go on periodically. So I've been fortunate enough to you know go and be a Super Bowl course. So right. I've done that, and that's a lot of fun, that's but also game. tiresome. But, uh, you know, you suck it up. So what do they do? They make you you go to the Super Bowl, and you have to file reports all the yeah, time? Yeah, I go and, uh, you know, go to parties and interview guys. And it's kind of funny because you see the guys that, you know, they're used to seeing you, you know, be on TV, radio, and all that. Right. But, oh, my God, Big Daddy, what are you doing? Who gave you a mic? You right. know, like, what's – so that's always a lot of fun. So, it's, But you – so just so people can – this is a different audience. You've never done this show. 
Uh, I've never done this show. You're right. This is my well, this first time. This is the time. first time on this show, but yeah. not on my show. You've been on my show a million times. But th this is the first time you've been over to CBS. So people that, uh, this is a whole new audience. So they, yeah. so, uh, they don't understand what you do for a living. So uh, what you do, just so I can explain it to people, is mm -hmm. you handle all of the, like, mostly professional football players. But you have NBA and baseball and hockey, uh, yeah. a lot of hockey. But you have a lot of professional athletes, and you handle their, in, in essence, their estate. Yeah, we do estate plans. Insurance. We do all their insurances. We do uh, career-ending insurance, right. life so, like, insurance. So. Injury insurance. So, yeah. like, if they have a catastrophic injury, injury, you take care of them so they never lose the income. Income, yeah. So, so when you started the company, uh, and it's grown exponentially, it's become huge. Like, when you first started, uh, and can you even remember when you got your first couple clients? Because yeah, I'm a client. Uh, yeah, but yeah. how do you, how did you build it so big? How many do you have now? Like, two, three hundred people that work with you? No, not that many. You'd be really? shocked. I have a, we have two offices. One in New York City, and now we have one in Boca. We've had one in Boca for two right. years. My partner down there is Chris Muro, and, uh. I, you and, know, I lived in Boca. Yeah, yeah. That's so, where I had a place. And, uh, it's, it's. We cover a lot of ground, and we have a lot of people that work with us, so it's grown. You know, there's over 30, 40 people, and uh, and we get things done. You know, we uh, we got the reputation. We do the work, and that's all we do. And, you know, obviously, you know, shows like this and the TV stuff that I do and and so forth, they add to uh, you, building a business. But you have, like, the biggest names in, in sports. That, that yeah. I mean, honestly, you do. Like, who? there is no one in the NFL, at the very least, or NHL that doesn't know you. Like, you yeah. are the face. Like, if you go to, a like, an NFL game, a big game, on um, anyone else would go, and they might get a, a suite ticket or a, or a seat ticket or or a, a media press pass. But you're the guy that's standing literally on the sideline, like right next to Bill Belichick. You're walking around. I mean, you are. You're at Giants games, Jets games, Monday night games, Thursday night games, Super Bowls, playoff games. I'm constantly seeing you pop up on the field at the biggest games of the year. Everyone always, the joke is, it's like instead of, Big Daddy, it's like, where's Waldo, you know? So, uh, but you know what? Uh, you, uh, you'll laugh. I've taken my my game from just being down on the field for pregame and then going upstairs because after a while, right. your old age, man, kicks in. The back and the knees give well, in. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 54. So now. am I. We're the same age. Same age. But you could uh, be dead. You got to yeah, tell so, that story. Yeah, I could be. Uh, I survived in, which you know, in 2008, an aneurysm. Right, so the guy had a brain aneurysm, and he's, like, on death's doorstep, and somehow uh, he survives and lives through it. And they say, where, where did they save your life? At what hospital? Uh, North Shore LIJ, which is now Northwell Healthcare. Right, so they saved your life, and then uh, you got back on your feet and turned it around, and now you're still, and your business is booming. Yeah, still kicking, still, you know, knock on wood. Now, you, you do uh, all kinds of work, uh, like, in the community, too. Like, you're, you do the Big Daddy football camp, yep. which is enormous. A lot of people from around here go to it. Yep. I know uh, some of the uh, anchors and Schwartz and others yeah, are yeah. involved. Yep, they come down. Uh, a lot of guys do it. A lot of athletes get involved in it. And then you work with Saks Fifth Avenue. I know you do uh, some kind of huge fashion gig with them. You and yeah. all your cronies are wearing, like, high. <laughs> And expensive suits. I know, I know, because I've gone to some of your parties over there. Yeah, they're pretty good. We uh, do one every year at the Super Bowl. I've been there. I've been to the 
the Saks Fifth Avenue party in, in on the, Madison the, the Avenue. Fifth, uh, the one on Fifth Avenue. Whatever. Did, uh, <laughs> it's the greatest party ever. We did. We won. Do you uh, that one? We won Party of the Year that year. It was awesome. That was such a great party. I think I still drank then too. <laughs> I went and got hammered at that party. Uh, I think they wasn't it like champagne and everything, vodka everything, flowing, everything under the roof. And, and, uh, it was flowing at that party, and we shut it down. And everyone was like, "Dude, this party's great. Why are you closing it down?" I'm like, "Well, because we, you know we're six to nine or whatever it was." Right. So what's the deal? You don't do the party anymore? No, we are. We we're not doing it this year in Miami, but I'm working on something else. I, I will give a hint. Uh, I'm supposed to host a party on a yacht. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to how to see how that goes. And you know, guess what we're bringing back? What the Big Daddy Celebrity Golf Course, uh, uh, <laughs> which you know, which uh, Scott is there all day. Just what, what was the name of the cat? Oh, Castle. Oh, Castle. But we're moving it. Where we're, are you moving it? We're moving it to uh, Engineers Country Club, which is in Roslyn, so Long Island still. Beautiful place. You know where that is, Carver High? You're a Long Island boy. I do, yes. Yeah, it's owned by Scott Reckler. He Good bought track. it. Yep. You got to see the changes they made. The lo- everything's beautiful. Are you an Islander fan? Uh, yeah, well, I'm a everything. He's you know. a big Islander. He hosts the ILC podcast. He's Mr. Islander. He's, he's more popular than Bill Torrey. Well, you want to laugh? Guess who went to Umberto's the other night with, for dinner? And oh, I was with him, Barry Trotz. Oh, Barry was over there? Yeah, Barry's agent is a good friend of mine named Gil Scott. I know him. And Gil said to me, you know, he uh, I actually saw Gil last year at the Dolphins game, and he's always like, dude, when I get to New York, you know, I just, my client's the head guy there. and he goes, does, he, gonna... does he come on your show? No, they don't let him on my show. Well, that'll that'll end. Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> listen, he said to me, he goes, whatever you need from me, just call me. And I'm like, why don't they let him go on your show? Well, Lou, Lou doesn't let oh, anybody Lou doesn't go on. let. Yeah, Lou doesn't that's let the one thing. Lou is very even Weeksy. Weeksy even said that Weeksy can't even get him on because Lou controls everything. Really? Does yeah. He, it's, it's a Lou thing. Lou it's controls a Lou thing. Every, everything. Yeah. Players, does. coach, everything. Lou's in, in charge of it. But all do you like that, that or? I mean, I mean, I don't think that in 2019 it's the way to go. But um, he's been doing it for 30 years. Like yeah, that, that's so. his formula. So he doesn't uh, he doesn't let anybody do anything. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's not a thing that they hate me per se. Oh, I, that's mind, what I thought it was. They don't mind me. No, no, no everything. A, Lou blocks that, it. Yeah, Lou blocks everything. I mean, all the other guys come on with me. All the broadcasters do. Butch comes on with me. Brendan comes on with me. Everybody else comes on with me. But the players. What about your boy? Uh, weren't you good friends with the? He used to play with them. Seidenberg. He was like a. Yeah, Dennis. Didn't he just uh, retire? He just retired, and uh, he is now working like player development. So right. in the mornings, he's. Working with the injured guys and helping them out. What is your deal? Who do you got going in the NHL now these days? Well, you know, I got Panarin. Oh, he's great. The Panarin bread man. Yeah, so I'm between, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, Panarin there, uh, Valarmoff on the aisles. So there's your goalie. He reps him too. Yeah, Boborowski down in Florida. So it's, oh yeah, the goalie. Yeah, so it's been a, it's a, you know, things are moving. So, uh, do you go down to Boca a lot now because you got the office down there and yeah, then go to I'll, Panther I'll, games? I'll actually be down there this weekend. So they're playing uh, Saturday night. They're playing the Rangers. Right. And then Sunday, my brother Jimmy, who's with the Bills, they play Miami on Sunday. Oh, and you're going to that game? Yeah. So I'm gonna kill two now, birds with one. Who's going to the game with? Are you going to the game with? On Saturday night, probably my partner, Chris. And, and who are you going to the football game with? With Chris and uh, a bunch of other people. So uh, your brother, Lewis, are you uh, are you guys friends again? Or yeah, yeah, that yeah. Out? We're friends again, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a little, we had a little uh, window there, a little, a little a reprieve. A little, yeah, we had a little breakage, but little uh, everything's back. Time, a little timeout. 
Well, you know, my sister, you know, Jade, my sister-in-law went through cancer. She had breast cancer. So that's uh, the worst. So yeah, she that's what got she, my mom. Knock, knock on wood. She beat it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I did was I'm like, look, I know this is going to cost and this and this. So I put a fundraiser on for them and we raised a bunch of money and they didn't even know. I kind of just did it on right. that uh, Facebook on the slide. thing yeah, and, and did it as quiet as I could. And, and I was like, listen, you know, everybody in the world asked me for favors. So now I'm going to turn around and ask everyone. I don't care if it's a nickel, a penny, a dime, a quarter, a dollar. Right. If you all the people on Facebook that ask me for favors do this, you know, we'll, we'll get a pre- and we ended up raising some good money. So, and then what happened? How did she uh, deal with it? Uh, well, she, she got through she's it. A, she's a trooper, man. She is a trooper, and uh, she got through it, and and God bless her soul because you know it was uh, it was a so hard your time. brother your brother started his own firm. Are you working with him again? Oh, uh, look at this guy! Did you see this pick he just threw? Jesus Christ. I mean, how bad was that pick? I mean, honestly, he just gave the game away. I mean, what, what? you have to see this to believe it. What is he looking at? What are you doing, bro? Watch this play. I want to puke. Mason Rudolph, that was the worst interception I've seen in the NFL this year, bar none. I mean, absolutely bar none. This one tops all of them. It's so bad they won't even show it. Watch this. Watch this, Big Daddy. Watch this pick. Look at this guy. Watch him. Here's what he's Here's what I'm going to do here. I'm just, what I'm going to do is give you the game. <laughs> I'm just going to. Yeah, he just chucked it. I'm just going to give you the game. Here you go. Take it. We don't want it. You you got it. Game over. At least he made the tackle. What are you doing? <laughs> what, like, look at look at him. Look at his reaction. Like, he even knows how much of an asshat he is. What kind That's of a pass was that? Exactly in front of him. I, mean, I know he was looking at his receiver and trying to lead him, but how do you not see him out of the corner of the right? He's right in front of you. How do you? How do you? I don't thr- know what he's what? looking at. And well, he didn't even step through either. Like, he, Oh, my he, God, dude. You suck so bad. That was the worst play I've ever seen. My God. He just gave the game away. I mean, you are atrocious. That's their problem. They will never win anything because of him. I'm telling you, they're, if they make the playoffs, which I doubt, but if they make the playoffs as a wild card, they'll lose the first game because he's their quarterback. He sucks. He does suck. I'm watching this guy every week. He never does anything. They win games because of their defense. 855-212-4CBS. We're talking to our good friend, uh, Rich Salgado, Big Daddy, the legend. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. We're talking to Big Daddy. Rich Salgado's here from Coastal Advisors. You got a huge event coming up next week. I'm going to be in uh, Vegas. Here he is throwing another one. Uh, the guy dropped at war, but that was another bad pass. This guy, they might as well just walk off the field now. He can't throw a completion. He's so bad. Like, I, I don't know who he's yelling at, but he he's terrible. I can't even watch this guy play quarterback. I really can't. He's terrible. Honestly, you know what? The Duck Dynasty guy's better. The third stringer. Yeah, well, you know, if you want to laugh, uh, bring up Duck Dynasty. I'm going hunting with them. <laughs> with the guys from Duck Dynasty. Yeah, I, I got uh, invited uh, to go down, uh, and uh, I'm going to spend a weekend with those guys. <laughs> Where do they live in, like, Louisiana? Louisiana, yeah. I got a uh, – you know, I'm not going to say who I'm going with, but we're flying private down, and uh, it's a big deal for two days, and <laughs> – uh, you know, I just told him, I said, listen, don't do that like they did in that movie where they threw the guy out in the woods and they're like, we're hunting you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> what are, uh, 
So what are you going to hunt? Like alligators uh, and stuff? I don't know, man. I don't want any I, part I, of that. Yeah, me neither, but I don't know. But like I said, I just hope Have you ever gone hunting before? Never. So this will be a first time. I, I And, you know, first and foremost, it's hard to get fatigues and, right. and camouflage and 4X. So, you know, right. I went out. And, so what is your uh, what is your event next week? I know you're having a big thing at the St. Regis. Yeah, it's the Orthopedic Foundation Gala and... Uh, you know, I was asked to help with it, and then all of a sudden I became the MC. And, you know, some of the honorees uh, you know you are friends with and have a relationship with, which are uh, Kevin Weeks, right. obviously NHL Network, Bernard Hopkins, the champ. Right. We got Dino from uh, Rails, the big-time chef. great chef. The great chef. And uh, I got one of my business associates, Victor Muro. He's uh, one of the... Uh, Honorees, big financial. How'd you guy. get involved with them? What's that all about? Um, through my partner in Boca, you know, we uh, we had known some mutual friends, and uh, they said, "Listen, you need to be with these guys," and we connected. He and, just threw uh, another pick. Is oh, this? I mean, is this even happening? This guy? What? I, I mean, honestly, well, there is nobody else. Who are you going to play? Duck Dynasty. Uh, Delvin Hodges, put him in. He's. I mean, honestly, you know what is going on here? This guy with his passes. Look at how bad his passes are. Yeah, that's a little bit over the top. Oh, my God. He's just giving this game away. They're showing him because he's so terrible. They're showing him in super slow-mo so everyone can get a good look at him watching how bad he is. I can't even take it. Please, God, end this game so I can forget about it. What an absolute – it's like having a stomach ache. Well, I have to say I'm happy for my client and friend, John Dorsey. Because, you know, they've had a rough year there, too. Is he still running that team? Yeah, he's still running the team. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I, you know, they were the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The betters but, all well, loved them. I, listen, you know what? It's uh, the, the Mercedes-Benz that looks like it, but doesn't mean it runs like one. So Yeah, I don't think – I still don't – if they win this game, they're four and six. I still don't think they make it. Well, you know, the old – They'd have to win out. They have to win outright, and then some other things have to happen. So, But you don't think they're going to win out and make the playoffs, do you? Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen the rest of their schedule, so I don't even know who they got but on. But there's just too many uh, teams in front of them. I don't see how it could even happen. Like, I'll tell you exactly uh, who they play the rest of the way. I know they play the Steelers in two weeks. They got the Bills. The uh, uh, the uh, no, they lost. They Steelers. Beat the, uh, the Bills played the Steelers. I'm so sorry. they got Steelers tonight. Dolphins, Steelers again. Bengals at Cardinals. Ravens at home at Bengals to end it. That really isn't that hard. That's not that hard. The, Ra- the Ravens Ravens's, and Steelers games yeah. on the you know on the road, right? Well, Steelers on the road, Ravens at home. Yeah. But I don't think, uh, you know, they'll have to really, like, right before Christmas, 12-22, they play the Ravens. What do you think of that guy, uh, Lamar Jackson, what he's doing in Baltimore? He's just tearing it up, man. You know, he's he's making it difficult on a lot of defensive coordinators. Now, you run, uh, you do a lot of Jets and Giants. Uh, What do you think of the debacle that is those two football teams? Well, I think on both teams, it's a lack of talent. You know, there's just there's a horses aren't there. And, you know, as a Giants guy, you're so used to, listen, in my lifetime, what, the Giants have been to the Super Bowl five times right. and and lost one. So, you know, you get spoiled. And then as a Jet fan, unfortunately, we haven't been to a Super Bowl since we were born, right. Right, you know. 69. 69. So, what, we were three we were or four. four. Yeah, four. So, uh, it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, the owner to come out for Gates to – you know, say, hey, he's coming back. You know, I'm sure that comes with a lot of... Uh, Are you friends with that guy, Gase? No, I, I. you know what? I met him, and uh, 
I'm not friends with him, but I met him at the owners' meetings last year, so I got a. Was he nice? Yeah, yeah, I got introduced to him by somebody else, and it was kind of one of those things like, "Hey, you're gonna be in New York. You better make sure you get with Big Daddy." So that was right. kind of that was kind of it, but that's it. Because they're keeping him allegedly, they're they're supporting him. Do you think he's uh, done a terrible job here, or do you uh, think he just is dealing with the hand he's dealt? He's dealing with the hand he's dealt. I mean, think about it. Jamal Adams is really the real deal there. And then Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. But, you know, listen, Tom Brady could be back there, and he's not going to get anything thrown out. You know, they they don't have an offensive line. There's there's a lot of things going on there. Right. Do you think uh, your boy Pat Shermer will survive this? That one, I don't know. I know Pat. I, I, you know, Pat's a good coach. Pat's been a good friend of our families because my brother Jimmy comes from that uh, right. Andy Reid tree. So, um, you know, wait and see. What's he doing now? He's coaching in the NFL, isn't he? Yeah, my brother's with the Bills. So he's with the Bills. Did you know that uh, Carver High? His brother Jim was at Princeton, and now he's coaching with the Bills. I remember the name on the staff. Yeah, I yeah. Was, you know. He's uh he likes it a lot and you know he's a McDermott uh, a Sean di- McDermott I'm diehard Bills is he a D backs coach yeah he's an assistant so he works directly with a defensive uh, assistant yeah. yeah he's a defensive assistant so he works with the D, uh, Leslie Flazier and him are really tight and uh, so he works with it but so they, and they got a great a, secondary oh they've got you know their defense was number one last year and now you know they're, they're like top two, five again yeah top five again so it's like. If they get their offense together, then, you know, listen, they should have beat New England. Philadelphia, that was – they just took it in the chin there. Yeah, you know? they got the ball ran down their throat in that yeah. game. And then last week they blew the game against the Browns. Yeah, I mean, they that's blew that. That's a game that they have to win. They have yep. to win that game. Because, you know, going forward, they got uh, Denver and then in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. How does he like uh, coaching in the NFL as opposed to when he was the uh, D coordinator he, at Princeton? Well, the recruiting, you eliminate the recruiting. You know, you at the NFL, you coach what you're given. At Princeton, you're, uh, what you recruit is what you coach. Right. So two different – so you're home more often. You're not out running around. And at Princeton, the job is harder than if you're at Penn State or Georgia because you've got to find those kids that can get into school. Because they get the grades. The grades, yeah. And, and they, they don't get full rides. They don't get full rides. It's all – a lot of the kids that go there, the parents can afford it. It's right. funny. And then it's uh what do you call it, financial aid kind of right. deal. But So my buddy is a uh, – he, he's the director of basketball operations there. He, last year he was the, the like lowest assistant on the staff, in the basketball staff. Yeah. He played, uh, he played here at Bergen Catholic and then went to uh, University of New England, mm-hmm. came back, coached at Princeton as an assistant. He was the lowest guy. He was like film coordinator. Yeah. And after one year, he impressed him so much, they made him the director of basketball ops. He's now running the basketball operations at Princeton. They've started out slow. I think they're 0-3 or something like that. But uh, he's there, so he's dealing with it now at Princeton. Yeah. But it's a great place. It's a great place. My brother misses it. I know that. And, you know, but, and it's great for your, when you have kids, too, because the schooling if, and everything in that area is incredible. But, uh, listen, the NFL is the NFL. So. so how long has he been with the Bills now? This is year three for him. And he likes it. Likes it. And, uh, you know, God willing, something happens, shakes, and he moves on and moves to a bet. You know, uh, uh, a title. We joke around. I, You know, the Rutgers job is open, right? Right. So it's kind of funny. I keep teasing him. I'm like, you know, Greg Schiano is going to get that gig back, and then he's going to be calling you. And he's like, well, you know, da, 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 this and that. It's When you're at that level, you try to stay at that level. Unless 
Alabama or LSU right. says, hey, BRDC, and you're making a million and a half a year. Right. Because that's what those guys Why, are getting. Why, is he tight with uh, Shiano? Uh, there's a relationship there, and, you know, it's kind of through myself and right. someone else. And, and, you know, I still talk to Greg, and I did all the insurance for the players when Greg was there. You know, they had a lot of guys that were coming out, you know, first-rounders. Right. So what's the deal? Is he going to – uh, close that deal and get that I, job? I, I hope so. I, you know, uh, from what I hear, it's close. And I think, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Someone put it like this to me. At, you know, there's an AD there now. Right. and But do you hear about the AD in Alabama, at Alabama or LSU? No. never hear about it. No. You hear about the head football coach. I think that's the mentality. If Rutgers wants a guy like Greg, that's what I think you're going to have. It's going to end up happening. From what I hear, like I don't know the AD or anything, right. but what I've been told is when Greg was here, he had Tim Pernetti, and he was a great AD, right. Jersey guy, and got it. I knew him. Well, yeah, So, and Greg was the same thing. Jersey guy, got it. And look at the teams that they built when they were there. They were down in the dumps. All of a sudden, they were going to bowl games, and guys were getting drafted in rounds one through right. three. So. I think if you're going to get a guy like Greg to come back, I think you're going to have to give him full what he wants, what he wants and, and full, full control. control. You're right. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, here we go. Uh, we got the champ on the phone. Bernard Hopkins is joining us now, the legend. How you doing, B-Hop? Great, man. I'm doing great. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm recovering, so my voice sounds kind of kind of cracky, man. It's, uh, been, um, I've been in China for about eight days. Just you just got back, yeah. What, what were you doing over there? Yeah, I just flew back two days. Well, first it was the WBA convention, um, World Boxing Association convention. I was invited by the president there. And also, while I was there, um, I had a few meetings um, about my brand, about the executioner brand, about the alien brand that I also represented that and was champion in my 40s. And so there's a lot in the B-Hop lifestyle um, to be able to um, <laughs> do it for a long time. So I was out there for business personally with myself and my brain and also um, to uh, represent the WBA who, who um, you know, invited me as a special guest to the convention that they have every year at, diff- at different parts of the, the world because it could be China which it was uh, two weeks ago, and then it can be, um, you know, another place in the world um, next year. So every year they travel around the world to have a boxing convention that lasts about 10 days. So I'm going to uh, Wilder Ortiz 2 next week at the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Vegas. Uh, I saw that first fight as well. What do you think of uh, those two going at it? I like Wilder. I think it's going to be even um, <clears throat> more uh, his victory early. I think that he just happened to have uh, a style that most fighters in that division cannot deal with. He's sort of unorthodox because it looks like he's all over the place, um, but he's it actually works for him. For me, it wouldn't never have worked, but for him, it seems to be something that uh, is a is a an advantage than than disadvantage and and I like Wilder I like Wilder um about six or seven round TKO do you think he'll uh when he fights Fury again because I was at that fight at Staples in LA and we all saw what happened in the 12th round when 
Wilder knocked him down, and somehow, by the grace of God, he, he woke up because he was out cold, and then all of a sudden he popped up and finished the fight and got a draw because he had really dominated, I think, about eight or ten of those rounds. And the reason it was a draw, because Wilder knocked him down twice, once in the money round in the 12th. You can't take a belt away from a champ that knocks a guy down twice uh, and, and heavily knocked him out. Uh, but they're going to fight again, allegedly. And I think Wilder will finish him this time, no questions asked. I'm not a buyer in Fury, this whole act of this lineal champ nonsense. I, he's not in the kind of cut shape. And he just looks like a fat dude to me fighting. And he does not look like uh, Wilder's a chiseled monster. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we we coming up on Christmas um, in another month. I think it's just a Christmas present gift for Wilder to end the year 2000. Uh, in 19, going into 2020 with some momentum. So just look at it like that as a as a momentum fight going into uh, the next year, um, looking for bigger and better things. What do you think of uh, these guys like Fury and others uh, that are you know talking about uh, even you know fighting these MMA guys? Fury says he'll fight Stipe Miocic. Uh, we've heard. Uh, this guy, uh, Masvidal, who does he want to fight again? Uh, Masvidal wants to fight Canelo. Canelo Alvarez will kill that guy dead. They'll carry him out in a body bag. I mean, honestly, uh, what is what is going on with these MMA guys? I, now, listen, these boxers don't want any part of that octagon. They don't want to go in there and get involved in all that uh, Muay Thai stuff. But in boxing, you know as well as I do, executioner, that you're dealing with it's a dangerous proposition. They walk in there against Canelo Alvarez will kill that guy, Masvidal. And I think Stipe Miocic, they, he'll be on a gurney by the time Fury's done with him. Yeah, well, um, we promote Canelo um, at Golden Boy Promotion in L.A., as you probably already know. Right. Uh, been partners in, in ownership with Oscar um, for the last 20 years. Uh, we've been rocking and rolling, had a couple of bumps, but we recovered. Let, let me tell you about, um, you know, that, that scenario, because if you look at the, N the um, MMA, um, it's just like taking an NFL player, asking him to play basketball in the NBA. And um, this can be very awkward and um, uncomfortable. But if you go in that arena where you're not accustomed to, you're going to feel uncomfortable. So I tell everyone, because I get asked this all the time, an MMA guy in a boxing arena might do well, but he won't do great. And I don't mean well is make a career of himself. Okay, he lasts a couple of rounds, but that's it. It's two different way of attack and sport amongst each other. When you look at a boxer, it's more of a technique. It's more of a, you know, stand-up type of combat. Right. MMA is a whole new different animal. We cannot survive in their era of what they do. And they will not survive in our era of what we do. So they're, they're, to me, it's, 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 it's a spectacle. And anyone out there who just happened to not know what spectacle means, it means a show. Right. So when you talk about MMA and boxing and putting these guys together, do a spectacle brings in big money? Well, Floyd Mayweather, and of course, you know who? Connor. So when you talk about a spectacle 
a show, then great, fine. I want to see a spectacle. Great. But if you want to see a boxing match, I advise you. And I think I got a lot of credibility to say 30 years of professional boxing. Right. Going in the Hall of Fame in June, upstate New York. Already in the Hall of Fame in Atlantic City. Already in the Hall of Fame in Vegas. I will tell you to don't think it's going to be something that is going to right. take off because it's two different sports. So what are you doing? Uh, you're involved with the event with Big Daddy at the St. Regis next week. Are you excited? Very, very excited. First of all, I've been on Big Daddy for over 15 years. Um, and anybody in the sports world, um, Football, of course, but boxing from my end might not have met him personally, but they heard him through. They heard of him through me. So the respect that um, he given me for years, and also honoring me and say at, in St. Regis, at St. Regis in New York City, and in Lower Manhattan, is 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 great, man. That I'm getting, um, you know, I'm getting honored for something that um, I'm passionate about, and that is. Um, you know, redemption, changing your life, making something out of life that the world of uh, sports will remember um, for as time long as, as as time lasts on the earth. So to be honored for the things that I've done and, and things I've done for people um, is very special, man. And that's why, you know, as soon as I see my text and I'm looking at it, I've uh, seen this text on the phone. I said, let me call, even though I'm on my back right now. <laughs> He's dragging. He's dragging. I can tell. Listen. And this in bed after flying. I know. Basically all day, you know. That's a long ago. flight. Well, listen, uh, B-Hop, I love you, man. Thanks for uh, calling in and checking uh, in with us. It's been a minute. I haven't seen you in a while. I love you. It's great catching up. And uh, good luck next Thursday. You deserve it. Uh, you know, I've always been a great friend and fan of yours. Keep doing your thing and, and say hi to Oscar for me. I will. And I want to let everybody know I didn't get punched in the throat the way I'm sounding like that. <laughs> I did a lot of talking. I got punched in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, B-Hop, be cool, man. See you next week, brother. All right, there he is, uh, the it's executioner, Bernard Hopkins. He's one of the coolest dudes you know. Uh, let me tell you something about him. He, I've never met anybody more disciplined than him, and he still leads, I say it's called the jailhouse routine. Right. Because remember, you know, he went away, but he's so strict and let me run at 6 a.m., let me right. breakfast here. And he's like, he's got a game plan. He's got the regimen. Yeah, and he's so to it that you know i had to sit there and watch and we've had chats before we've been out at you know artie's house right. in the hamptons and we'll sit there and we'll like you know he'll like big daddy what are you doing with all that bacon does that you know, guy still have a piece of the nets no artie's done yeah he's uh he sold out yeah he's done but he's and then that russian guy sold that team yeah sold it to somebody else and they're like a mess over there the, because... the japanese guy or something owns it now what's his name uh I, so is that his name sai i think that's it the new owner of the Nets. Uh, so that's cool. And then uh, Weeksy is also being honored. Is he going to call tonight? Yeah, well, he's, uh, we'll he's talk on hockey the air, with so him. we'll talk hockey. So. so he's on NHL Network right now? Yeah, he's on right uh, now. Carver High, what happened? They had a melee. Melee. Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and whacked him over the head with it. Uh, oh. it just a full-on brawl happened there at the end of that. 
Why do you hit him in the head with a helmet? Yeah, he ripped his helmet off his head, and they were dragging him away, and he whacked him over the top of the so head. So that can't be good. It ain't no. going to be good for him, no. He's going to get suspended for that. Oh, yeah. He assaulted another player? I got the video in here. All right, I got to see that. We're talking to Big Daddy on the bench tonight in studio. Our special guest, 855-212-4227. I ate a gigantic pizza that he brought me in here tonight. Styling. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.